And you are right. I I did confirm it is conquest, not I pestilence. Know. So I know Wikipedia needs to read their Bible a little better. Yeah, I'm just and saying. Google I knew, needs to read their you, Bible a little better. You didn't better. have to tell me that you were wrong because I knew for a fact that you were wrong. Uh, wait, wait, let's see. This other website says that smugness is one of the uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the is the fifth horseman. Look at that. <laughs> I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. God, man. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Fuck. I'm fine. It's yeah, been no, a fucking week. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and that's the thing is Vegas is, uh, I mean, the things that are on my mind, other than the fact that, you know, like right now, uh, you know, Vegas, like everybody else, is under, it, it, you know, and it's it's erroneous to call it a lockdown. Even in, yeah. even in California, New York, and Illinois, it's not really a lockdown what it is. I mean, in, in, in Italy, it was, hey, you can't go out of your house without permission. So that's a fucking lockdown. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, like being grounded. Like, or yeah, being, not even being grounded. It's like being a kid. You got to yeah, ask, hey, yeah. mom, can I go over to Will Jones' house? Can I, you know? Yeah, yeah can, I go, can I go get some toilet paper kind of thing? And we're still not, <laughs> we're still not at that place. You see, here's and, the thing about the toilet paper. You all laughed at me when I said get a bidet. When I talked about bidets, when I wrote about bidets, everybody laughed at me. Guess who doesn't need toilet paper? I'm Guess still who doesn't have to that. worry about it? This guy. You know, David, and guess whose ass is cleaner than all of yours? You this know, David, guy. David, I don't need a bidet either because I got an old t-shirt and water. Well, there's also that too. That's what I'm saying. I, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what? I didn't spend a dollar... And if we run out of toilet paper, I know exactly how I'm cleaning my ass. It's of all the things. Yeah. With a pandemic hitting, of all the things to be concerned about is wiping your ass is just, <laughs> I you know, I it's like, all right, I get it. But no, I don't. I actually do not. I can't say I get it. I understand the need to feel like you've got a, some kind of control. Yeah. But of all the fucking things. It's the easiest the problem store, to solve. Well, I mean, just but to go to the store, and if you're going to hoard something, yeah, you know, I can see hoarding Slim Jims, beans. I can see hoarding beans. I can see hoarding condoms. Sure, condoms. Why not? But toilet paper? That's just. I just don't. I simply don't understand it. That's but stupid because it's the easiest thing to clean. You take a dump, go through your old T-shirts that you've been, your wife's yeah. been on your ass to clean out for years. Stick it in the sink. Yep. Wash it out. Hang your ass your over ass. the sink. Yep. There you go. Clean I think about that a lot, though. Like, on the walk, every time I watch The Walking Dead, because the show's such a piece of shit, now it's hard not to think about what all their See, asses smell like. I actually don't think it's a piece of shit. I don't think it's a this piece of This season shit. has gotten better. This season has I'm enjoying brought it this back season. a little bit. Yeah. I'm enjoying this season quite a bit. Yeah. There's still a lot of overacting from the bad guy. Yeah, Samantha Morton's, she's, she's, well, it's because they said, hey, it's sort of, it's sort of like, uh, and maybe that's just one of the things is when you take a British actor yeah, I know. and you say, <laughs> and you say, do a Southern accent. Um, because it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what James Bond, J- Daniel Craig in Knives Out, you know, the joke, the, yeah. the joke is, what is it? Uh, Chris Evans walks by and says, 
CSI KFC, you know, because his <laughs> fucking accent is so fog it's so foghorn legward. It's so ridiculously yeah. You know, and so I think hers is too. She just has the drawl. It's a drawl. It's like, it's like you know yeah. what? You know, most Southern people don't really talk that way unless they're just like borderline retarded. So maybe <laughs> you might want to temper that out. It to me, it's the effect. This way, like to me, Samantha Morton and Daniel Craig doing Southern accents is is it's basically Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins and saying that. What he did was an authentic British yeah, accent. I'm British. Oh, I right. like trumpets. What do you like to do? I don't brush my teeth. I like... It's just, my I, name know, it's like... is probably Nigel Buckingham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a little extreme. Yeah. All right. So how are, how are you doing? So I know the last Dude. time you and I talked, Katie was sick. Harry was sick. You weren't sick. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I I still I'm, I feel fine as far as yeah. my health goes. Um, I feel fine. Katie is recovering. She doesn't have a fever anymore. She's still like touch and go with strength okay. and bubble guts and you know all that all that stuff. Sure, sure. Harry, um, he's still got a temperature. It's not one hundred and three, which it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last weekend or earlier this week, last week, whatever. Um. He's hovering around like 99, 100-ish now. All right. Which is normal. Uh, or not normal, but like safe anyway. Yeah. Um, but he feels fine. So we're just like letting him work it out and we're taking it easy. And um, the dog is How's fine. That? So the, so, you're, so you're working. Are you working exclusively from home? Yeah. They sent us home to work exclusively from home. Oh, fuck. I don't even know anymore. Last Wednesday? Yeah. But you're still employed. Yeah. Which is... I, it's, I'm, I'm really fortunate, really I'm fortunate. You. No, I'm you and me both. Yeah. It was, um, this and last week was a hard, and not just for us, of course, but it was a hard week, um, at, at August Jackson where I work. Um, last Thursday they did a bunch of layoffs and then yes, or as we record this on a Saturday, yesterday on Friday, um, we had another all agency meeting and there was another round of, of big, big layoffs. And some people went down to part-time. Uh, those that are still full-time took pay cuts. The executive team yeah. took pay cuts last week. I mean, they're doing everything yeah, they can yeah. to keep... To keep things afloat. Yeah, to keep the agency live, to keep as many people employed as possible to... Yeah. I mean, it's 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 rough. It's oh, really, well, really here rough. In Vegas, here in Vegas in the last four days, 206,000 people... Yeah. In the gaming industry, are just—I mean, it's just fuck off. Are I mean, they furloughed just, or are they laid off? No, no, they're laid off. Oh, they're laid Jesus. off with no hope of—I mean, no money coming in, nothing like that. And so, again, talk about lucky, you know. And and I've I've talked to you about you know, it's like oh, the wild wild west is—it is. It's it's kind of a shithole of a casino, you know. And I've been looking for something a little bit more upscale. But I got to tell you, right now, I am fucking pleased as goddamn punch to be yeah. at that shithole goddamn casino because Station's Casino, to give to give you some some uh, sort of context, MGM Resorts closed down. They were the first to close down. Yeah. They closed down. They laid off um, 60% of their workforce, like, mm. immediately. My God. And no, and no, no like, 
we're going to pay our employees no, you know, whatever. Use your part time off. Use your full, your your stuff, and then go on unemployment. Okay, and and know uh, like you're coming back when this thing passes. No, no, no. They, there's no guarantee of any of that kind of shit. They've given nobody any like slimmer. It's just you're gone, and you know maybe we'll bring you back. Whatever you know. So that, that there's there's absolutely nothing. Okay, Cirque du Soleil last week, um, they fired ninety five percent of their. Of their globally, and you know how he did it? He sent him a one-minute video. Wow. He sent everybody a one-minute video saying, you're fired, you know? I wow. mean, it's, it wasn't quite that cold-blooded, but it was all couched in, we yeah. care about you bullshit, but you're fired, you know? And so you got a lot of that going on. I will say this. 6,000 people. But what, what I'll say, let me say, is that Stations Casino, and they're the ones, that's the corporation, that the off-strip casino. Yeah. Um, corporation that owns the Wild Wild West, what they did was, is they went out and said, okay, and they thought about it. They said, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're shutting everybody down. Everybody that's a full-time employee, we will continue to pay you at your current rate through April 30th. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Um, And then what they did make a big deal about was like a week before they made that choice, they ended up taking like over 700 people that were part-time yeah. and made and made them full-time. Really? Automatically without any notifications that you've been, there, there was a memo sent out to those people saying, you've now been made full-time, you now enjoy benefits, sign up now. Wow. I mean, so right now I'm feeling pretty goddamn. Wow, uh, good for like them. Like I landed in the right guy place. Well, uh, as a as a as a sort of a uh, a counterpoint, Boyd Gaming. There, it's if you don't know, and you do, but if you don't know, Vegas off strip casinos, you kind of have sort of like Stations is the Coke, and Boyd is, is the Pepsi. Pepsi, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's the and perfect Boyd. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Boyd yeah. basically said, "All right, we're going to pay you for a week, and then you're laid off." That's yeah. it, you know. I yep. mean, fuck off, and yep. uh, and so I'm feeling pretty good about stations. I'm still going into the casino. It's fucking empty. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other day, uh, uh, Friday, I got in. I've been. This is what kills me. My fucking GM. What a dick. I love him, but you know what a yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> is is I had. I've been making a push because I'm the bar manager. I'm barring slots. And so I'd been making a push to him, let me close the bar for a couple of hours so we can get some porters in and do a deep clean of the bar. Because this bar hasn't had a deep clean in a really long time. Yeah. Well, Jeff looks at me Friday and says, all right, you wanted a fucking deep clean. Do it. And so I spent, and I realized, I was told, Dana, that goddamn bar floor, the floor of the bar had not been properly mopped oh. in I don't even know the last time. I mean, I I I because you know, you know how to how you clean a bar floor, right? You spit on it and you scrub it in scrub it really hard with I, your foot. Apparently that's what they've been doing because yeah. you know, I I pulled all the mats and I swept everything out a couple times to make sure I got all that stuff. Then I you wet mop and a wet mop is where you just Soak the mop and just dump hot water and soap on yeah. it and rub it in, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got all these, then you've got this standing pool of water. So you dry mop it. And the idea is that when you dry, if you're, if you're doing your job, the dry mop, when you soak out the water, it's not black. Right. Dude, I did that process <laughs> like four fucking times, the entire bar floor, four times before the water even looked like water and not mm. sludge. Mm. It was real gross. So... Anyway, I'm yeah. really not complaining. I've got a job. If he wants me to come in and sit around and, you know, make sure that 
random people don't come into the property, I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. I've got security officers that I work with. So anyway, go ahead. You were just yeah. Saying. Well, I, I've been, I'm always grateful to have work of any kind, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this yesterday during this layoff on that last Friday, um, it was, it was just a hard, hard day that the CEO got on, you know, we had this all agency zoom because we have yeah. remote offices and we're all working from home now yeah, as we have yeah. for the last week and a half. And she started out by saying, this is a hard day. This is going to be a hard day. And she had to stop herself a couple times and compose herself because she was crying. I mean, she was you yeah. know, choking back tears because it's hard to let people go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in a situation where it's not like, We've just failed as a company. We yeah. we have to. We're just cutting. We're cutting people because we we need to pay our our dividends or you know whatever yeah. the hell. Like this is not that at all. And we're not a public company anyway, which is a really really good thing. Oh, huge. Good That's thing, yeah. part of what's keeping us keeping anybody employed. I think at the company right yeah. now. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was. It's tough and it's scary. And you know, you care about the people you work with. And even though I've only been there two and a half months, it's um. You know, it sucks cuz I've been laid off before and and it just it just sucks. It's scary out there, dude. It's really and it's not going to get any better for a little bit. No, no, it's going to it's going to get a lot lot worse. Yeah. And then, you, you know, know, it's it's infuriating because and I don't want to harp too much on this because it's the obvious thing. I just have to say it. It's infuriating that our leaders can't give us a straight answer and can't get out of their own way to just tell us what the fuck's going on and when it's well, going I gotta, on. You know? This thing is, I'm, I'm not infuriated by the fact that they don't know what the right answer is because no one, no one does. Well, that's one of the things I, no, no. That's one of the things I said uh, to one of our security officers yesterday because they fucked up the scheduling and then we had, you know, he was bouncing around from properties because what's all our properties. And he was like, you know, and he's really getting pissed off. I said, dude, chill the fuck out. No one knows what they're doing right now. No one knows. There is no clean, easy, pragmatic answer. Everybody's flying by the seat of their pants and doing the best they can. Now, I'm not going to give Trump any credit where credit is due, but the fact is, he didn't know what the fuck to do. He fucked up. He doesn't want anybody to think he fucked up because his ego can't handle it. Yeah. And so he's he's just trying. He's just doing whatever he can. All the people around him are just trying to do whatever they can. Nobody knows what they're doing. And so, I mean, I, I right. like Dr. Fauci. I think that he's great. He knows you know, what he's talking about. He knows about. what he's talking about. You know, but Trump's doing his same bullshit where he's attacking reporters. And yeah. did he say something about Peter Jennings in some I don't press? Fucking know. My mom texted me, he's like, can you believe? And I'm like, why the fuck would he bring up? Peter Jennings has been dead for like 10 years. The thing why? is, I don't pay, I literally, <laughs> and that's the thing, I don't pay attention to yeah. anything he says. It is so rare for me to even listen to anything where I hear him speak. Yeah. Because, you know, to me, it's, uh, like, it, it, granted, he is the president of the United States, but listening to him talk about this crisis is no different. So I had yesterday, um, I'm I'm standing there, and like I said, the, the casino, we cash, I mean, and this is a, a big Vegas thing, is that the casinos will cash your checks, and we don't charge you a check fee, ca a cashing fee. So, you know, we have a lot of people that don't either don't have bank accounts or don't want to pay, you know, they come to the thing. Well, yesterday I'm putting up signs. And they're the official, you know, like stations, casino signs saying, hey, we're Vegas strong and we're going to come back and we'll, you know, we're so I'm putting the signs up basically saying we're fucking closed. And this guy yeah. is like seriously like a Slavic dude, older Slavic guy. And he walks up 
And he just, wa- I'm putting signs on the door, and he just walks right past me and grabs the door and starts jamming. And they're <laughs> locked. They're locked. And he's like trying to jerk it open. I went, no, no, dude, we're closed. We're closed. All casinos are closed. I have wow. to cash my check. I have to cash my check. I said, I'm sorry, we can't cash your check because we're closed. You'll have to go to the bank. And a guy looks at me like, he what doesn't is know bank? What to do. <laughs> well, no, he, it's like he doesn't, it's like I said the words, but they, it, he, he, because it was a reality, he couldn't really accept because yeah. he's got to cash his check. He starts walking to, we have three entrances. So he starts walking around the building. Well, I've got to go to the other door anyway because I'm putting signs up. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm walking. Racing to walked, the other door. Yeah, well, he gets to the other door and he starts trying to open it up, <laughs> like jerking on the door. And I walked over and said, dude, seriously, we're closed. There's no entry. You cannot cash your check here. You're going to have to leave the property. I, I said, and I gave him, you know, like there's there's a, a currency exchange. I don't know if they're open right now. Yeah. Um, there's a Chase Bank over here. There's a Wells Fargo Bank. I said, but we cannot cash your check. But I have to cash my check. <laughs> I, I said, I, I said, I understand you have to cash check. We can't do it for you. There's no, I, I said, there's no money in the casino because that's part of casino closing. All the cash is gone. Right. There's not a dollar in that fucking place, right? Yeah. So he starts walking to the front entrance. And I'm following him like, dude, we're fucking closed. <laughs> and then he walked out. Then, he's, then he left. I was just like, you know, and, it, and I can't be mad at him. Right. Because it's a reality. He simply doesn't really... He doesn't know how to grip it. I think everybody's kind of in that place. We're in a reality where we don't know what's up, what's down. Yeah. The uncertainty so the best, is overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it's just like we, we are. And I said this, I wrote this not too long ago. I, you know, the, the only way you can kind of embrace this and kind of like be okay with it is to realize that we've all been sitting on ch- a chair with only two legs, hoping it doesn't fall. We've all been doing that. Yeah. You either embrace that sort of like, whoa, all the time, or you you get shocked by this. Yeah. It's like, what? You mean you mean I built a, a balsa wood house on Miami Beach, and there's a hurricane coming? Well, well nobody told me. Yeah, no, everybody yeah. told you. It yeah. was obvious that they told you. You just didn't want, you didn't want to hear that we can't cash your check. You didn't want to hear it, right. so you just kept trying to jam the door open, and that's... I think that's a metaphor for everybody right now in, a, in the world, really. And what's driving me crazy is that is our neighbors, our upstairs neighbors. And they often drive me crazy. They oh, drive yeah. us, and this has come up in countless Abecasts about what morons my upstairs neighbors yeah. are. Our upstairs neighbors are such morons that even Harry, like his earliest words and earliest strung together sentences are upstairs neighbors loud. Like, so at the very basic level, he recognized that those guys are really annoying. And you don't think, and you don't think that was just him parodying you bitching? Oh, and well, exactly what it was. Okay, Yeah, all right, but that's right, what I'm cool. saying, is that, like, it's such a constant in our house. Yeah. Um, as is when he says, ah, shit. You know, that's... Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, ah, shit? He says, because uh, I go, ah, shit. Like, if I, if I make ah. a mistake, I go, oh, shit. And he go, ah, shit. Yeah. Which That's is adorable. Awesome. And I like, I don't want to correct it because it's so fucking cute. Because it's so funny, yeah. There's yeah, nothing yeah. cuter than a two-year-old cursing. It's just, it's not. My mom would my mom would disagree with you, but I've told you that story, the goddamn yeah. beans. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. my mom would probably disagree with you that there's nothing cuter than a two-year-old cussing, but whatever. Well, I mean, I had the same thing when I was a kid. I used to wear this vest all the time, and I couldn't find my vest one day. And my mom, and my, I'm like crying for the vest, 
and I'm probably Harry's age, maybe three. And my mom said something to the effect of, I don't know where your damn vest is. And then I would go on to call it my damn vest every yeah. single time until oh, until I stopped wearing it. Like, you know, until yeah. it's not a thing. Um, but he, so here's the thing with the upstairs neighbors. Several times a day, every day, they're up and down. They're going somewhere. And I get it. Like, you, you got to leave your house to get groceries. You got to walk the dog. They don't have a dog. You know, like, you got to step outside for a yeah. smoke. I don't know that they smoke i'm not like i get the people need to leave their house i get it yeah the frequency that these d-bags are doing it though and i guarantee you (laughs) they're just like going out to fuck around with their friends and find whatever i mean there's probably there's no bars open anymore but so you're just angry at them because they have a life and you don't no i'm angry i'm not it's i'm not even angry well yeah i am angry i'm angry with them because what kind of shit are they bringing back in to our common hall to our common areas i'm I mean, I'm spraying this shit down with Lysol every day, but like, this is the risk. This is the problem. This is how people, how it spreads so fast is when idiots go out, don't wash their hands. And I can promise you, these guys are not washing their hands. These are the same guys that didn't know how to put a battery in a smoke detector. Yeah, yeah, okay. That were putting limes in the toilet because that's where limes go. They were putting limes? Why would you put limes in the toilet? I cannot begin to understand or guess. I don't know. That's their toilet. They Yeah, like like, cut up limes? Like when you're done with your corona, you take the lime out, I guess. So so and I'm curious, and I know this is I'm opening a fucking door that I may not want to go through. How is it that you know that they were putting their used corona limes in the toilet? Because I was called up there to help them <laughs> with their smoke detector alarm that they couldn't get to stop beeping. It kept beeping, so I walked up there one day with bat- with a, a battery for it. Battery, and I yeah. knocked on the door, I go, here, replace this. And they're like, oh, cool, thanks, man. Yeah, we weren't sure which battery it needed, da, da, da. and I go, it's fine, here, this is the kind of battery it takes, there you go. It goes, um, do you know how to replace those? Fuck. Yeah, fine. I'll replace your battery for you. No big deal. He's like, and uh, do you know how to put in uh, uh, the the thing for the, the heater? I go, the air filter? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to replace their air filter for them because they don't know how to pull it out and put a new one in. You're there. If it's one day at a time, you're Schneider. I'm Schneider. And and then they're like, and do you know anything about toilets? I go, <laughs> I go oh, fuck. Um, maybe... What's up? And like, well, our toilets. Is like, oh, do you have a How plunger? How old are these guys? Are these in their twenties, thirties? Okay, I mean, they yeah, gotta well, be. Twenties, yeah. twenties makes all the sense. I think in the they've got to be like maybe. pushing thirties. They've yeah, got to be. They're just dumb. They're just. They they're just don't so know how to dumb. Live life. So yeah. I go down and get the pump, the our our plunger, because of course yeah. these fuckers don't have a plunger. They don't have a plunger. Yeah. And I do it, and yeah, like limes were like coming up out of the toilet. I, what did you say? I just said, why are you putting limes in the toilet? They're like, oh, we just figured it all goes to the same place. I, I, okay, I, what? No. Oh, toilet is like, for I don't, stuff that breaks down. Lime, yeah, like, lime skin does not break down. Like, no, I. Not for a long, long, long time. And it like, it, it's hard and it, like, that's why yeah, hard poops yeah. clog toilets because they can't bend through the pipes and. It's got to be something that breaks down underwater. That's the point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I don't like these guys are going up and down the stairs and touching everything. And 
All right, so we uh. we are living. This is all right. So I just want to throw this out at you in our in our uh, pandemic world. Yeah. So I so if you're following news that is not coronavirus related. Where? Where is that news? Can I get some? Okay. <laughs> I will tell you that uh, last week in Utah, there was one of the biggest earthquakes they've had in 100 years. Oh, good. That just, just the other night, Carson City had an earthquake, a 4.8 earthquake. Jesus. In, in Oklahoma and Texas, they have had devastating tornadoes. In uh, South America, I think Chile, they have uh, an active volcano that is going to collapse <laughs> It's going to collapse. I mean, it's on the verge of collapse. Like, a volcano is going to collapse, which means lava's going fucking everywhere. We have, um, like, world-changing locusts in mm-hmm. Africa. Like, locusts that are coming out. And Saw the, the that. prediction, like, 400,000 more locusts are coming in June. All right? So you got that. And we have a pandemic. So this is my thought. I think the world's evicting us. I think it's had enough. I think it's the, the three years prior to the beginning of the postman. I think the world's going to belch all this shit up and say, you motherfuckers, and it's going to be a mass. I don't think it'll be an extinction, but I think it's going to be a mass culling of the herd. So I think you're right. With that I- in mind, we're sitting here. You and I are FaceTiming. We're recording. People are lists, listening to our podcast. Yeah. What I want to hear from you is what do you think – the, because I read this, and this is why it popped into my head. Um, I was reading uh, in uh, Nate Silver in mm-hmm. 538. Yeah. Basically, they interviewed a, bu- a bunch of uh, you know experts, scientific experts, about how bad or you know how bad's this going to get when it comes specifically the, to the pandemic, specifically to COVID nineteen, and. What was funny about it was they had all of this stuff, and then they went, all right, the best thing we can say at this point, the, be- the most accurate prediction based on an aggregate of all these, all these experts is by March 29th, yeah. we, will hit, we will hit about 20,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the United States, mm-hmm. okay? It's not March 29th, and we've already hit 20,000. Yeah. So even the experts are like, what the fuck? This is way worse than we predicted. So what I want to hear is from you, because, you know, we're, we're experts. Yeah. Uh, bullshit. Um, what do you think the best case scenario of this, you know, down, down the line? Let's, let's, let's look at this in September, like September of, of this year. Before, you know, just a little bit before the election. What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? Oh, man. Best case scenario is that it's it's subsided. We've got the we've got enough tests for everybody when they need them. Um, we're working on a vaccine, but we've also figured out how to treat it better. So even some of the more, uh, I mean, the extreme cases are still extreme, but you know, like it's, sure. it, it, we're handling the mild to extreme a little bit better now. So it's not a certain death sentence. Um, I think that's probably best case scenario. Um, what about I, the economy? I, I, the economy will come back. A oh, little. you think the economy is going to come back? I think the economy will. I'm uh, best case. I, not what I think. What I think the right, best, best case, case scenario, scenario. that all the right, economy right. will have come back, not in f- as full as it was, as robust as it was, but it will have a 
adapted in certain areas um, to keep things afloat. And in that, it's allowed social distancing to become easier and um, people to get their head around this. Uh, so the curve has been flattened and people are able to go out a bit more. So restaurants are okay. opening up, bars are opening up. They're not as busy as they were, but they're at least open again. All right. So you think things will, while it'll be, you know, it'll be uh, debilitated in a lot of ways, that it will come back to some certain sense of normalcy is your best case scenario. A, a different kind of normal, but yes. A different, but yeah. Okay. So what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is that we're still locked up in September, um, that it's gotten way out of hand, that... Uh, yeah, we still can't leave our house. We're still all working from home. The, the I mean, the, it's not just the restaurants and the businesses. I mean, we don't have to just call them restaurants and bars, but the businesses aren't just the storefronts aren't just closing temporarily. They they have to they have to fold in. They have to fold yeah. in because they they're not going to make it up. They just can't. Even with all the 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 zero percent interest loans for small businesses, et cetera, everything that the federal government's going to do to help, it's just it's not enough. So because that's your your worst case scenario is that. And that more and more people are dying. Yeah. And that we have not gotten any closer to the vaccine or to figuring out this treatment. I think wow. this is the apocalypse. I, the I mean, I do. The, I do well, think I don't that think this, it's the apocalypse. Look at the, but that hang on. So simply. But hang but no, on. This, but We've no, got the on. four horsemen. We no, have pestilence. We have, we have war. We have yeah. famine because you can't get your food. Yeah. And death. The four yeah, horsemen are here. Right, David. David, Globally. Aside, from, aside from your your Jewish your basic Jewish understanding of uh, the four horsemen and it's not Jewish, it's X Men. Well, okay, I'm going to tell you because because pestilence isn't one of the horsemen. What are you talking about? The horsemen are war, death, famine, and conquest. Those are the four horsemen. Look it up. According pestilence to pestilence and disease. According to the fucking Bible. Hang on, dude. Pestilence is not one of the four horsemen. Pestilence comes with famine. Conquest. I wrote a goddamn play about this. Trust me. Oh, that makes I know it revelations. right then. Hang on. No, I know revelations. Conquest is the fourth horseman, and conquest is the return of Jesus Christ. That is conquest. That's what it is. Those are the four actual horsemen. Jesus. All right. Brit. Christianity. Let's see. This is Christianity.com. Anyway. You go ahead and look it up to prove yourself wrong. Revelation let me tell six. You. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. When he opened the fifth seal, it revealed Don Hall was wrong. What? No, he didn't say that. Anyway, so, but I just want to say what I think is fascinating is that of the two of us. I would probably say I'm the most optimistic of the two of us. That doesn't surprise in me. Yeah. In gen- well, in general, yeah. in general, like in life, yeah. I am as as I am. I am, uh, you know, I'm a bit more optimistic about this. Right. What I think is fascinating in this situation is that your worst case scenario is my best case scenario. Oh Jesus! Because mine mine can be summed up. We are either by September. We're either the grapes of wrath. Or we're fucking Mad Max. I don't yeah. think there's much in between. I think we are either, because I don't think our economy is going to come back normal. I think our economy is going to be devastated in ways that we don't even know. And you're like, oh, businesses are, I think businesses are going to close en masse by June. 
Because hmm. I don't think the government stimulus, let's give everybody $1,000. You know what? Fuck you with yeah. your $1,000. What is that going to do? That's not going to give us anything. You know? Yeah, that's and not the stimulus that they're, they're yeah. not, stim- you know, it's, it's just, the thing about it is, it, it, I just don't think it's going to make that much difference. I think businesses are going to close en masse. I think but the lot- But the airplane, the, air, the um, airline company is going to get bailed out. They're going to get no, money. They're, they're going to be fine. The thing, the thing is, I don't think they're going to get Fuck, bailed they out. They fucking better not. Well, I don't think they will. Um, I think they're going to try to bail them out, but I don't think it's going to be effective. The thing about it is you can hand them all kinds of fucking money, but if nobody's flying, there's no business. So that it, it's just yeah. there's so many things coming at this problem in so many different directions. Any Any solution that we do where we're going to throw money at it is not going to work. So this is my opinion. My opinion is... That by the time we get to September, either our economy has been devastated, we have to figure out how to make it work, and we are in the second Great Depression. Now, that's only bad if you already had something to lose. If you were already, if you already just check to check, just kind of doing the best you could, yeah, it's going to be bad. But it's not going to be as bad as if you were used to having lots of money, because your money is going to be worthless. Yeah. That's what a depression is. The money is worthless. So all these people like fucking Richard Barr who, you know, traded one what I yeah. mean what it was, you know, I mean your money's going to yeah. end up being worth nothing. So so <laughs> it is a great leveler. So that's the economy. The thing is I think the coronavirus is going to be what it is. We're stuck with it. I think it's going to get way worse. I think we are going to figure out how to mitigate it. I think if we're smart, we social distance and the people too stupid not to social distance will probably die. Or their parents were die. You know, I mean, I'm sure the guy that's like the survival of the fittest is changing his tune because he sees his, you know, 80-year-old grandma. I hope so. May, you know, may, maybe change his perspective. But, or it's going to be Mad Max. And I know if it's a Mad Max world, I'm in trouble because I've seen Mad Max and there are no Priuses in Mad Max. No, you're done for. I'm gone. Yeah, I don't have a fucking, you know, jacked up Camaro. I don't. I don't have it. I've got a, a Prius. Ain't nobody driving in Mad Max in a fucking Prius. So, you know. If it gets that bad, I'm I'm getting that boat out of out of dry dock. And yep. I'm gathering my family. And I don't care about Katie's fucking seasickness. We're we're setting sail. We're getting the oh, yeah. fuck out of Dodge. I got a full... Where are you going to go? Wherever the wind takes us, Don. Yeah, well, guess what? Wherever the wind takes you, unless it's Antarctica, uh, there there are going to be people there. Say this things middle of the ocean, forget, man. Middle of the ocean. The end, you forget the end of Dawn of the Dead, the, the remake, the <laughs> Zack Snyder, where they get on the goddamn boat and they go to an island, and there's fucking zombies there too. So yeah. it's like, well, they, we yeah, won't go to know. an island. We live we live on the boat, and we fish, and we 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 live at sea. We are. Have you seen Have you seen Water, Water World? World? Yeah, yeah. You don't have gills, my friend. Your Not catamaran. Yet. Not All right. yet. So maybe maybe you grow gills. No. Give me time, man. All right, you're gonna work on the gills. Yeah, yeah. No, I. And the thing is, I, I, you know, it's a Dana and I've talked about this. I almost feel like she and I, because last week you guys talked about her her uh, trash panda tendencies. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where I was I was thinking about this the other day. It's like a very funny. It's very funny to me that I feel like Dana and I have been waiting our whole lives for this moment in history. Yeah. Because 
I've always been sort of a gypsy when it comes to jobs. Yeah. I'll do what it, you know, it's like, does it make money? I'm going to do this thing. Here's where I got it going on. This is the thing. I'm, that's just who I am. I'm a worker bee. I'm going to make money, you know, and, and it's not any big dreams. I'm not going to make a lot of money, but I will always provide, right? That's yeah. just how I do. Yeah. And she is always finding value in trash. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're going to survive a Great Depression. Yeah. You got to have one that's going to be the worker bee and make the dollars at the docks. And you got to find, and the other one's got to be able to find shoes in the garbage. Yeah. So you have shoes. I think we're perfectly poised for this experience. You guys really are. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's like our proclivities are just right in line yep. with uh, with where we're at. And so as long as neither one of us gets massively sick and dies, I think we're going to be fine. I, I mean, you know, it's like Jerry, Jerry Schulman put on there, he said, you just really have a knack for being, you know, at the right place at the right time. I said, yeah, yeah, it's, that's actually, I, I always used to just say it's the luck of the Irish, but okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you do have a- I'm a, a cockroach. I, I do want to add on to the the worst case scenario. Um, yeah. And you are right. I I did confirm it is conquest, not I pestilence. Know. So I know Wikipedia needs to read their Bible a little better. Yeah, I'm just and saying- Google I knew, needs to read their you, Bible a little better. You didn't better. have to tell me that you were wrong because I knew for a fact that you were wrong. Wait, wait, let's see. This other website says that smugness is one of the uh, <laughs> is the is the fifth horseman. Look at that! Look at that! How about that? <laughs> that one got me. That was that one got me. That was good. But I think the other. I mean, to, to your to your Mad Max point, I think that one of the other things that we really should be concerned about. Um. I'm not concerned about people coming for me, yeah. but this whole, the the haves and the have-nots, I oh, think this is going to bubble over here. Oh, when, I know it's going to. That's what Mad Max is all about. Yeah. So when you've got, when they're talking about, you know, stimulus and great, everyone's going to get a thousand bucks or $1,800 or $18,000 for a family is, of four, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. It's not going to really play out that well that way. No. But no. they are talking seriously about bailing out movie theater companies and the airline industry and what's that like to your point what's that going to do and why are they getting all of our money why are they getting all of our money fuck that i think that people are going to see that the rich are in the worst of times in our lifetime are able to maintain much better and fare much better than the have-nots and i think that they will come to eat the rich I think well, that's that we will Mad have, Max, yeah, yeah. Gonna, I think yeah. that we will finally have that class war that will heat up. Well, like I said, it's if 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 we're smart, and I don't give us a lot of credit for being smart, but if we're smart, then what we do is we have a second Great Depression, and then we have our and Trump is our Hoover. He's our Hoover. Yep. You know, and then whoever comes in next, and and I actually don't think, I mean, I don't another think socialist, perhaps. I actually, the thing is, I actually don't think it's going to be decided in this election. I think no. our FDR is going to come uh, in twenty twenty four because we're going to have to really hurt before we need a goddamn FDR socialist, and Bernie's going to be dead by then. So we're going to need, and maybe it's uh, it's AOC. I don't know who it is. I'd fucking vote for her. She's, I would vote know, for. Her. You know, but it's like yeah. If we're smart, then what we do is we get somebody that's got that Franklin Delano Roosevelt sort of like, okay, 
this is how we use government. Government's got to make, we, we're going to have to redo our infrastructure. We're going to have to hire people to build bridges and kind of shore that up. We're going to have to hire people to redo our electric grid, which is decades out of style, so yep. to speak. You know, all that kind of stuff. And really put the country back to work. And that gives us that. Yeah, that's what's going to have to happen if we're smart. If we're not smart, then we eat the rich, and and then they and then the rich hire the militias and the fucking armies. You know, as I was talking to a guy in Nevada, it's like, oh, one of our security, you know, they're not going to be able to do martial law here in Nevada because we all have guns. And I looked at him and I said. Okay, I get it. I said, you're young. You don't even know what Ruby Ridge was. You don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, with the militarized police <laughs> and the fucking military, if you think even seven guys in a militia with their bunker and their 17 goddamn assault rifles is going to be able to fucking deal with the, the, the might of the, the army, never going to fucking happen. They're just going to walk over... <laughs> Yep. You're done. Now they're going to move on to the next asshole with a lot of guns. Yep. That's what's going to happen. So I'm sorry, badass. Yeah. You're just not going to make it. That's not how it's going to, it's just not how it's going to play out. No. It's just not how it's going to play out. And so it's like, dudes. Yeah. I See, I don't think that we're smart. No, I don't think we're smart. And that's the problem. I think that because my upstairs neighbors are a perfect example. There are too yeah. many of those people running around this country, this planet. And, you know, we're going to, they're going to, they're going to lose their minds. And rightfully so, because it's a really scary time. But I think that well, the, 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 the class war, I think it, this is, this is the moment for it. This is the moment well, for a lot of things. It's the moment to fix our infrastructure, to be smart. It's our moment yeah. to fix our healthcare system, because clearly... Clearly, it doesn't work, and I'm not just talking about no, insurance and single all, payer. No, like we already know, it doesn't work. Yeah, um, and it, this is showing it doesn't work on a bunch of different levels. It, it doesn't even it work for the people that, it works for. You know, it, it's showing that America is just a great big giant nation that is a, a metaphor. The metaphor for America is the fire festival. Yeah. Lots of people pay into it. It's got a brilliant marketing campaign and you get a sandwich in a fucking tent. I yep. mean, it is really, it's all false bill of goods at this point. That yeah. doesn't mean it was always a false bill of goods or even that that was the intent. It's not like it was a shyster thing, right. but that's kind of where we're at. And so, yeah. I think that's a perfect way to put it. And I think we're going to realize that the the curtains are being drawn back. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. I, I, I mean, I... We'll see what happens in November, by like where the country is at November. If we can have this kind of, a, if we can have the election, what the Dude, election is going to mean. I'm just looking forward to next week. I'm, I'm, I'm I not planning for fucking anything other. Every day is different. There's something new that comes every day. I'm just simply getting up in the morning, figuring out. I still haven't figured out my new because I can't go to the gym. So it's like God, I hate running. I hate running so much. Yeah. So I haven't kind of motivated myself to fucking go out and run because it hurts my knees and I fucking hate it. But yeah. I'll do that. So every day is different. 
But in the meantime, we are socially distancing for the most part. We are trying to find our way. We're trying to, you know, we've got about half the country that thinks it's bullshit and half the country that thinks it's the worst goddamn thing in the world. The truth is somewhere in between. Yeah, right. As in all things, this, the, the truth, and call me a fucking centrist and kiss my ass, but the truth is almost always in between the two extremes. Yeah. Always. And so, you know, I don't think this is... I don't think this pandemic is the most brutal disease. This isn't the bubonic fucking plague. On the other hand, it's not the goddamn flu. So it's somewhere in between. Let's take it, you know, let's be serious. Let's listen to the experts, World Health Organization, see what happens. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a listen. Yes. Uh, Kenny Rogers passed away on Friday, and that's a bummer. I wrote a, a long piece on it, about it, my feelings toward it on Facebook and my posts because I updated my profile picture to the beautiful, fucking beautiful portrait of Kenny Rogers. That dude was handsome as fuck. He's a good looking dude. He was a good looking dude. He is the 80s to me. When I think of men in the 80s, oh, I wow. think of Kenny Rogers because he I was don't. such a constant in my life as a young kid because my dad had all of his records, listened to him constantly. Yeah, yeah. All right, and all I right. would look at the records and I'd look through the liner notes and everything and there's just... Fucking gorgeous Kenny Rogers standing next to gorgeous uh, Dolly Parton and other and gorgeous Dottie West and like all, you know he's just like and his shirts all you know like late seventies early eighties like unbuttoned down to his fucking navel and his with, all, with the with the mother of pearl buttons yeah, yeah like and he's just like yeah, yeah. fucking he's just fucking gorgeous right and <laughs> so I'm not really seeing that but okay I, I'm glad that you have that experience oh, that's not God I love Kenny that Rogers is not the eighties to me so but okay I got gotcha. you. Uh, <laughs> Like I like I said earlier, the guy knew how to get out. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna croak, croak right before the end of the world. And as I said, the man knew when to fold him. So there you go. <laughs> so my my first thing to do this week, if if you live long enough, uh, is listen to Kenny Rogers' "Eyes That See in the Dark," his 1983 album, uh, produced okay, by Barry Gibb, written almost entirely by the Bee Gees, by the brothers yeah. Gibb. It's yeah, the best yeah. Bee Gees album they've ever written. There you go. Fair it's enough. Fair such enough. a good album. Eyes that see in the dark. Kenny Rogers. Along those lines, I'm just going to say it's sort of a generalized listen. I want you to look at the year you were when you were 16 years old. 1995. Okay. So then for you, I want you to listen to the greatest. It's all the stuff you used to listen to when you were 16. Like, just listen to some of that stuff. Like, find some of that stuff and go, okay, I'm going to listen to this album that I loved when I was 16 in 1995. This was an album that I loved. Dude, I do that anyway. I still... Well, well, I'm ready. But I'm just... And a generalized thing is it's... it's, it's, That was the time, at least that I... And and, and I think most people probably can say this. Not everybody. Certainly not everybody. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But for most people, when you're 16 in that time, there is this sense of the future. Yeah. There is the sense that there is a future. And if we're going to get through this in any kind of semblance of normalcy or any kind of semblance of just humanity, Seth Godin put it out there, is that panic spreads really, really fast. Yeah. That, uh, that, that if you have one person on a plane panicking, that will peter out pretty fast. But if you have six, it's going to spread like a wildfire. Right. Panic is indiscriminate and burns everything in its path. So calm takes... It takes its time. Calm is hard to spread. 
And so I think the way we spread calm is just sit down and listen to the music when you saw a world ahead of you, forward, and that will calm you down and then you can make better decisions. That's my my listen is listen to music when you were 16. Don, I got to tell you, it's shit like that that makes me think you'd make a great father or teacher. I used to be a teacher. I know. And it's a shame you're not anymore. Well, yeah. I don't like kids. Yeah. Then there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, that is, <laughs> but I mean, to that point, I mean, I, I made a rule today <laughs> that I broke almost immediately, <laughs> which was, we're not going to watch TV today. We're just going to listen to music and we're going to read and we're going to play because we're stuck in, and Katie and Harry are on, I should have said this in the beginning. They're on a 14-day quarantine. They cannot yeah. leave the house. So they can't even come yeah. with me to like walk the dog yeah. because of their fevers. Yeah. And their doctor was like, you guys are f- fine, but 14-day quarantine just to be sure. So yeah. um, it's it's getting a little hot in here. You know what I mean? Like it's, oh, yeah, these yeah. quarters are getting tight. Um, but I didn't want the TV on because Katie has had the news on constantly. And when yesterday yeah. she was, you know, we turned Sesame Street on for Harry because sometimes it's the only thing that will mellow him out. She had on her phone, she was watching MSNBC. Oh, yeah. Like it's a constant for her. And that's great. Like be informed, but you got to take a break from that stuff. Yeah. And you, because she is in such a state of, of panic. Yeah. And I'm remaining calm. And the other night she was like, I feel like you don't care about any of this. No, it's not about not caring. It's about being it's about being the hero when the hero is needed. And the hero when he's needed yeah. is not the person. I wrote that the other day. Yeah. It's yeah. like if we've learned anything from watching The Walking Dead, right. the first guy that panics gets eaten by a zombie, the second guy that panics gets hit upside the fucking skull with Lucille. Right. That's what happens to people who panic. If you panic, you're the first to die. Yeah. So don't panic. Right. And I told her, I said, if we're both freaking out about it. That doesn't do us any good. So yeah. Yeah. Mellow out. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so my rule is no TV, but then of course Harry was like, Elmo, yeah. Elmo, Elmo. Ah, fuck it. Fine. Fucking let him. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay, you can hear him. I don't know if you can I hear him. I can hear that, him back yeah. there, yeah. There he goes. Second thing. Second thing. Uh, my second thing is a watch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't escape TV. I see it's my own rule and I can't follow yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> watch Ronnie Chiang. It's, this is a Netflix uh, stand-up special. R- Ronnie Chiang, Asian comedian destroys America. Okay. This is it's an you know hour-long comedy special, really funny, and it's really funny now because he's talking about like the abundance, America's abundance of stuff, and yeah. like he just he touches on these things that when you're stuck at home when there's a pandemic right outside your window, it's like oh yeah, I wish I had that stuff. Yeah. I would kill for that. Uh, yeah. I, I miss the shitty America that we just had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four right. days ago, that was just fucking fine. Yeah. Yeah. My second thing is a watch, um, but it's sort of a, 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 a melange of watch. I want you to watch either or all of The Postman. Yeah. Omega Man. Oh, yes. The Leftovers. <laughs> And surprisingly, not an apocalyptic castaway. Ah, okay. And the thing is, the reason I recommend these particular things to watch, you got to watch Omega Man. Not I Am Fucking Legend with Will Smith. Omega Man with Chuck Keston. Fuck off. Yeah. But here's the thing. This This is the thing that I'm watching. It's like I've been really fascinated by 
because I've I've lived post-apocalyptic fucking movies since I was watching fucking the Planet of the Apes yeah. as a seven-year-old underneath a goddamn card table. Yeah, I love that shit. So then, why do we like that? And I think we like post-apocalyptic stuff because it shows people like us who are now suddenly besieged with either grief or fear or confusion. And because it's a movie, because it's a story, it ultimately means that that person, whoever's at the center of that story, has to rally, has to find some sort of sense of routine, has to find the hero, so to speak, the calm within them. And the reason I added Castaway is, number one, because it's Tom Hanks, and number two, while it's not the end of the world, it was the end of his world. Yeah. He is all by himself. Talk about social distancing, right? <laughs> yeah. And at first, he doesn't know what the fuck he does, and he's trying to hold out hope he's going to get rescued. And once he realizes he's not going to get rescued, he doesn't collapse. He doesn't. He does try to hang himself. Yeah. But when that doesn't work, he has to get on with. You know, it's it's Shawshank Redemption. Get get, get busy living or get rid, get busy dying. Yeah, that's what he does. So I, the Postman, Omega Man, The Leftovers, and Castaway. Jesus, Omega Man, that is a deep cut, dude. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, all right. My last thing to do this week is once you've done all the all the TV watching, all the movie watching, turn off the fucking TV. Yep. And give a listen to Kenny Rogers' first band, The First Edition, their first album called The First Edition. There you go. And my final thing is I want you to do a read. You, you're a contributor to Politico. Yep. They just came out with, uh, on, their, on their cover page, coronavirus will change the world permanently. Here's how. They went to 34 what they called big thinkers. And it's just fucking writers, you know. Um, yeah. And they all wrote pretty short. I mean, it's not like these are full articles. These are maybe like three or four or five paragraphs apiece. But basically, and it's one of those things where, yeah, they found people that were very optimistic. It's like, here's, it's it's not, here's how it's going to change the world. It's here's how we really wish it would change the world. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's, it, I mean, it covers our approach to science, our approach to utilities and making the internet a utility. It approaches, you know, so just a little bit of stuff. And what I liked about it was, as I read through them, while I I was just cynical enough to go, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and $2 buys me like a, an espresso. Well, I don't know what it fucking buys me. I don't know, till the, I don't know what $2 buys anything. Anyway. <laughs> On the other hand, it was like, okay, that's a nice way of looking at this. You know, if we if we step up, that's a, actually a really good outcome. That does. so, I highly recommend people read that. Coronavirus will change the world permanently. Here's how on Politico. Right on, and, and that's, that's it. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Let's, stay inside. Let's hope we have a. Uh, this is Apecast one twenty five. Let's hope we have Apecast one twenty six. I'm hoping. Rock and roll. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. 
You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>